Can you explain how your band made the connection to perform at the South by Southwest convention this year? Um, basically, like a promoter that we deal with, he does a lot of like um, North. Um, I'm trying to think. He does a lot of like like Midwest like shows and stuff like that, like in Ohio and like Michigan and stuff. And we like played out there, and like he also gave us the connect to get the shows with uh, Hoobastank. Uh, he was hit up by another promoter in Austin looking for like a band to like fill for one of his showcases at, at South and Southwest. And then the promoter that we knew recommended us. So it was kind of just like a chain of people knowing us. You know what I mean? Like a chain of like one person knowing us and passing us on to like the right person kind of thing. So very fortunate and like humbled to have that happen. You know, it's just kind of like came, came together. Now, how long did that connection that actually put your name down for the uh, South by Southwest that was actually like telling the guy right. in Texas, you know, you got to put these guys shadow play on the bill. Right. How long did that connection exist for? Uh, I'd say we've probably known him for almost a year now, I think. So fairly recent, I guess. But, um, you know, we made a good impression, so that was good. And um, when we played out in uh, Michigan and stuff and, and uh, you know, someone that we know uh, one of our fans out there knew him and connected up with him and she saw us in Michigan. And then after she saw us in Michigan, like, you know, she was hooked and it was kind of like one of the things like we, we had like a decent amount of people at the show, but like not as many as like we wanted to because we were like touring and stuff. But it was like, you know, you never know like what every show is going to bring kind of thing. You know what I mean? So you may not be playing to like a lot of people, but like those couple of people might be uh, some of the people to help you, you know, uh, put your stuff in the right direction. And, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you need to reevaluate what you're doing. So um, either way, I mean, I think, I think it works, but I was just happy that it kind of uh, ended up, you know, working out and the stars kind of aligned for what we were trying to do. Now, how far back did the planning for the South by Southwest uh, show go for you? Uh, Probably like November or something like that, I think. October or November or December, one of those two months. And uh, it was actually while I was still in England. We were still trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah, that's when we officially, like, when I was still in England, like, probably the last couple of days I was in England, we figured out that we were going to play it. So, and it's just been kind of like building up toward, or building up to it towards then, you know, just trying to get all the logistics worked out and, uh, you know, how I'm getting there. And, you know, I'm flying from LA and, like, the rest of the guys are driving down in an SUV together. And then, thankfully, most of the show is backlined, so we don't have to bring that much equipment down. So um, it's it's fortunate for for that from that standpoint. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be a, a interesting uh, ride and uh, chaotic, I'm sure. And uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, fun, rewarding, and uh, you know, fruitful for the for the group. Were you given knowledge about all the different equipment that will be backlined for you? Yeah, only recently. The, uh, show in Texas? Only recently that information has become available. So it's been like in the past like week or so that we've figured that out. So because as it gets closer, you like you know you figure out more information about the show. It's not like you know you get the show and you figure out all the information immediately. Like sometimes it just kind of goes throughout because people are putting together different shows. Depends on like what the promoter is doing and you know, like how many people are working on the show, what bands are playing the show, you know. So there's like a bunch of different variables involved that go into 
figuring that sort of stuff out. But um, like, yeah, so we're kind of just happy that we want to bring as much stuff down as, as we thought, which is good because we want the running trailer. <laughs> you released the song Sandy Eyes last year. Yeah. What were you and what were you, I mean, where were you and what were you doing when your band decided to compose a song about the Hurricane Sandy tragedy? Um, I think we were kind of just at band practice. We are all kind of just um, talking about, you know, um, what had happened, you know, Hurricane Sandy. And we were kind of like jamming on this tune. And we were like, you know, we're not really sure what to write about it, you know. And then, like, we kind of just, I think we all just kind of came to the conclusion that to, we we're going to write it about what happened. And uh, so then Dan wrote the lyrics to it. So it might have been that, or I think Dan might have brought the idea about writing the lyrics to, to the song about Sandy Eyes, too. So we all kind of conversed about it in practice after he had told us about the idea. So, um, and then we kind of said, yeah, I mean, like, we, you know, we're all from here, and, you know, we all might not be from the Jersey Shore, but, like, you know, we're all from New Jersey, and, like, this is where we grew up, and we know the area, too. And, you know, it's a very important, you know, place to us as much as, you know, we like, you know, going around to other places around the country. And, you know, myself, I like going to different places, like outside of the country, most of all. But, um, yeah, I just, it, it just kind of like made sense for us, you know, it's kind of like where our roots are. And then we wanted to help those people too, because that's a big part of our, you know, a big part of our band is like, you know, we want to raise people to, a uh, higher level and help those who are struggling, you know, in their lives or with um, injustice or, you know, who are being suppressed or whether that's mother nature or, you know, whatever. It's um, a big part of who we are and a big part of who I am as a person is, you know, revealing uh, the truth to people and uh, helping those who are in need of it, uh, assistance. Anything you want to add on that or is that the final word? Uh, I guess any, anyone who would need assistance, like even when it's not an opportune moment, you know, and it's easy for people to kind of turn it down because I think we all kind of get lost in our own uh, being from time to time and um, we need to take a moment every now and again to step outside of our own paradigm and, you know, realize that this world and society functions, you know, outside of our own perspective and we need to be cognizant of that. What do you think the people of New Jersey should be doing to help the victims of Sandy now that there's a lot of political turmoil going on in New Jersey that's kind of overshadowing yeah like what happened uh I think keep in mind that um you know these you know all these millions of dollars that people talk about on the news and and uh you know, on online and, uh, you know, everywhere in the media, like it's all, it, it all comes down to people. And like, these numbers aren't just numbers, like they affect people and they affect their lives and they affect their children and they affect, you know, human beings, you know? So it's important to remember that these aren't just like some abstract, uh, uh, relative things that we don't fully understand. They're like people who are like living all around us. And uh, sometimes we all need to sacrifice somewhat to help uh, the common good for the better. So I think that's uh, what people should realize. And to not really put the issue as much on one politician or whether it be Chris Christie or anybody else, do not, you know, don't put the whole weight of the issue on one person and just, you know, realize that we are a collective group and we have to, you know, work together on this and um, have to, 
you know, really move forward on it and be able to like come up with a strategy to, you know, help people and make sure that they're able to get the things that they need and um, realize that, you know, we all might be comfy in our own lives, but there are a lot of people out there who are really struggling. You made the cover of your hometown paper, the Mount Laurel Times. What was going through your mind after you saw that? This is pretty cool. It's just like, uh, you know, it's kind of where we're, it's where we're from. You know what I mean? It's like where all the members of the band are from, and we all, you know, have childhood here, and you know, we all grew up together here, and started writing music here together, and still write music here together. So it's, um, you know, home is where the heart is. I guess I don't want to be corny about it, but you know, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see that, like the, the people who uh, know about the town and like, you know, write about happening things in the town and thought that we were something of relevance that was going on uh, within the town and outside the confines of the town and influencing the greater part of, um, you know, the rest of the, the country or the music scene. So that was, it was um, you know, pretty humbling, pretty eye opening. And, uh, you know, we hope to see more things like that in the future and uh, really appreciate all the support that we get. Last year, you were able to study abroad in England and got to visit many different European countries. During your travels, what type of lessons did you learn that you could put to use in the promotion of your band? Um, I guess... I'm trying to think. This is a pretty keen question because I feel like I learned a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that one of the things I really learned is that you know, life really goes way outside of the confines of yourself as a person. And like the world is such a expansive place and, you know, we need to realize that before we make decisions and we need to take that into account, like in every single instance of our daily lives, I think, or whatever it's even not, even when it's not um, necessarily like the easiest thing to do. So I feel like that helped me a lot. And also just realizing like what, who I am as a person and what I, what I really embrace and what I'm really into um, gave me a better definition for who the band is and what role I play in that. And also like what, what kind of messages we want to bring out to the public and what kind of content we want to deliver to them in terms of what we think, what we feel, what we believe. Um, in our music and the ideals that we represent within our music and our sound and who we are as people. So I feel like we're able to bring that out more to the, the public and kind of share who we really are, especially me. I feel like I've had like, England to me was like the most, you know, the most epic um, self-actualization like opportunity I've ever had in my life. So I was really able to like understand the things that I enjoy and you know, um, pick up new things that I didn't think I might like and, you know, challenge myself and challenge my views and, and challenge everything that I thought I once knew about myself and, you know, embrace some of the things that I, you know, that I really still find that are good about myself and work on the things that I, that I don't think uh, are necessarily as good as they could be. So, or, you know, maybe not as good at all. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, just just being able to be honest with myself and like really try to know myself as a person, and um, from there I can be honest with the people who enjoy our music and um, share it with them. You've spoken of uh, in the past songs to be recorded, such as Zach Likes Trains, mm-hmm. Say That You're Down, and Boys Fantasy. What type of direction are you going with these tracks, and can you say a few words about them? 
Um, yeah, they're all kind of like interesting. They're tree rooting like differently and like their musical uh, origins, I guess. Like they're all kind of um, based in some sort of like indie rock, but they're kind of a little different. So we're still figuring out like what kind of combinations of songs like go together. And to us, like we want to make have like have you know distinct pieces of uh, artwork and music like that are connected to a particular sound. So like if like one song sounds like it fits with another song, then we'll put those songs together. Not to say that they'll all sound the same, but they'll they'll sound as if you know it's a record or if it's like an EP. You know what I mean? Like it'll sound like it's cohesive, uh, it's a cohesive unit of like a dynamic music like together. You know what I mean? That builds upon itself. And, um, like, you know, really kind of, like, fleshes the band out and, like, what we have to offer in terms of our sound. But uh, I think that, you know, some of it, a lot of it is just indie rock, um, I would describe it as. But it has a lot of different influences. Like, like Zach Likes Trains is more of, like, a post-rock song, so similar to, like, has some really deep, like, post-rock influences, like Mudlai and... Um, and things from other bands like Mudlai, uh, Russian Circles, like Godspeed You Black Emperor, stuff maybe not as dark as like some of those last two bands, but it has like that ambient quality to it where it's like a tonality thing where um, there's, you know, a space within the, within the tone and within the music that allows for the song to like breathe and have like a life of its own kind of. And then like with the, um, with the boys fantasy, uh, I think it's more of like an indie rock and a little bit of like a Southern, uh, folky vibe in a way too. Um, but it has like, it's really like rock and roll kind of sounding song, but really brought to light in like a new, newish, uh, a new kind of indie, uh, style around, I think encapsulated around like the, the emphasis of rock and roll. So I think that's, um, for those two songs. And what was the other one that you mentioned? Um, say that you're down. Yeah, say that you're down is more like kind of like a straight up um, blues song. So I mean, it has like all the chords that are you know involved in blues and it stays true to that sort of fashion, but also has kind of like an indie flair where it's like you know certain parts of the strong structure I guess deviate from that kind of construct a little bit. So I think it's kind of interesting to see how like our music is you know developing in all these different areas and we don't have. Um, really like we don't really ever want to have like one particular sound that we're just going to say we're going to sound like all the time you know obviously we want our music to be unique and people to listen to it and that's part of the reason why we have like a lot of different sounds is because we feel like we encompass like you know just indie rock um folk um would definitely encompass that and post-rock and uh you know those those three genres especially and uh I think if we can combine like those three together, then I think that's kind of like a new sound that a lot of people aren't really doing. And I hope that people enjoy it. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of bands we take influence from, but the combination of those uh, sounds we hope is something unique and we can develop into our own. And we feel like we're, as though we're doing that right now, and we're pretty excited. So, um, You've performed with very notable musicians in the past, like Koopastank, Lit, and Alien Ant Farm, and now are doing the South by Southwest show. Yeah. What do you see as the next set of goals you are reaching towards? Um, I think just like continuing to identify our, um, our fan base and express ourselves in a true, meaningful, uh, authentic way as to who we are. Um, 
I don't think there's anything more that we can uh, that we can ask for that. And uh, hopefully, people enjoy the music that we create, and um, you know, we can all share it together, and um, people can have their thoughts on it. And I think it's a uh, it's, it's a good thing, and I think it's always good to be developing as a band, uh, not only in sound but in um, in messaging and what you're trying to accomplish as a band, and you know the things that you believe in and um, it's good to have core solid beliefs, but allow them to um, um, evolve over time and uh, really seek new enlightened perspective on as many things as you can and stay diligent about being informed, I think are uh, really keys to what we're trying to do uh, in terms of like our, our message of, of our band and also just continuing to work on music that is, you know, dynamic and, um, changes and is interesting and also is accessible to uh you know a uh certain large portion of people who enjoy um you know indie rock music and uh, enjoy music in general so i think that uh you know the sky's the limit but uh we're going to remain humble and uh you know, see where it takes us and just be who we are as musicians and as people and embrace the things that we feel are most true and authentic to uh, our music and our band and who we are as people. Anything you want to add before we um, close up this session for today? Um, no, we're just like, you know, really humbled by this experience and, you know, want to keep doing things like this and um, are really passionate about the music that we have and uh, feel that it's really developing uh, into a unique sound and I hope that people will, uh, embrace it and people will be the judge of whether it's unique or not. And, you know, we feel as though what we're providing is who we truly are as people. And, um, we're just kind of leaving it all out there and like the passion that we feel on stage and like the craziness that I do on stage, you know, that's really how I really feel. It's, it's part of a performance, but that's how I feel like when I play the music, you know, and it's just, not really like it's not like a front it's just a part of who i am as a person and how i enjoy uh art creativity and uh and music and performance and, and sound and um just yeah i i think that's uh where we're heading at in the direction of just becoming more dynamic and um listening to ourselves more and critiquing our sound and um really just trying to strive to be the best that we can be musically um, personally and, um, you know, and have an understanding of how to, uh, get our music out to the people who we know will enjoy it. 